know how to Reddit? <laughs> do I? Do you know how to Reddit it, beyond lurking? I mean, you don't post on some of those gone wild posts sometimes? That, do you post? That's not <laughs> lurking. Because <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah, what's what's up? We, we were talking about the Reddit page right now and how you created a, uh, an account for the podcast. Yep. And you said you commented on the Man From U.N.C.L.E. Yes. Uh, post? Right. Okay. So I just looked at the profile. Uh, I don't see a comment on there. I see a random post saying you should check. It's a great movie. Let me quote it right. Wow, you're going to read it back to him? Yes. <laughs> okay, hold on. Drag let him. Let me, let me just log in and check, because I think, I think what happened with that one is that you, they you, ultimately deleted that post. Well, I mean, you just made a random post on our movies saying this, is, this movie is a gem, truly underrated. We actually talk about this on our small time movie podcast this Tuesday. You guys should check it out, and then the link. But except it's not posted to like any, it's not a comment. It's like an actual post. So there's no post. That's weird. No, I definitely responded to the guy. I, <laughs> I definitely responded to the guy that posted. Because I know, I, I mean, obviously I know how to Reddit. I've done it I before. Mean, Ry- Ryan knows because his post did go I've, to I've a, done it at least 10 times. was a comment. Oh, so we saw it, but nobody upvoted it? Oh, we were supposed to do that? I thought I did my part by just posting. Ryan, I saw your comment that you posted in the chat, and I upvoted it. So I saw it. You didn't upvote it? It's not that hard. It's one fucking click. My G. I'll yeah, upvote it with my, my burner account. <laughs> oh, you don't want that. I can't upvote it with my main account. Because then we'll go to that profile and see what, what all the <laughs> you know conservative stuff he follows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conservative <laughs> stuff. <clears throat> Naughty congressional intern. I don't like that. You don't? Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to do this whole Reddit thing. Am I the only one who doesn't know how to Reddit? Besides Brayden? I don't ever post anything. I just upvote everything. I just, I don't even upvote. I just lurk. <laughs> I just don't even know what any of that is. I just love Reddit. There's so many witty people out there. A lot of lot of talented people. Brandon. Posting. Oh yeah, Brandon. Brandon. I could literally sit all day and just read comments. Yeah, me me too. <laughs> is yeah. that what you do on Reddit all day, Ryan? Oh yeah. Read comments. I read comments and I just laugh. Finding that talent. You just, you just, you just sitting there on the couch, looking down at your phone. Lol. <laughs> Lol. 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 Did anybody here watch the first Lion King? The first, like, not the, not the original, original, but like the first live action one that came out with the Beyonce soundtrack and all that shit. No. No. Mm-mm. So weird to me. It made so much money. Brandon, did you watch it? No. Um. It. It just didn't didn't interest me at all, so I've never seen it. So weird. I imagine nobody knows who Barry Jenkins is. I mean, not nobody, but still. Oh, Barry. Oh, Barry, <laughs> the homie, Barrys. Uh, Why is he a homie, Nick? Hmm? Because he directed my favorite movie of the last five years. So he's. Is it sorry to bother you? Sorry to bother you is Boots Riley. Ah. Uh. If Beale Street could talk. No, Moonlight. 
Moonlight one Miss Picture? <laughs> I wish I had a card right now. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, uh, you didn't like you didn't like chlorophyll. More like borophyll. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like all my mid nineties references. I'm trying to get ready. Yeah, this is the crowd, my guy. This is the mm. crowd. Uh, You'll get it. Borat 2, anybody? Are we over Sasha Baron Cohen? No. I think this is just what we needed. Yeah? You like him offering up a woman to Mike Pence? That's your shit? It's extremely your shit? He just has no shame. I love it. I fucking love it. We make you a- Oops. USAA target ad. <laughs> it's supposed to come out the day before the election, right? I think so. Yeah. So it's going to be coming out this week. Oh, I'm sorry. It's going to be coming out next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's Halloween this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, yeah, none of this. Nick, what are you dressing up this year? None of this should this make year. the pod just to be clear. It might. I just wanted stuff to talk about. Nobody ever. Nobody. I never talk about movie stuff, like actual movie stuff. And it feels like whenever I bring up something, people are like, wait, what happened? When did that happen? And most of the time I'm like, I saw it on Reddit. Are you looking at me, Nicholas? I am looking at you, Jennifer. I'm not. I wasn't, but. Okay. I am now. I'm also just not like scrolling through a feed all day. Well, that sounds dumb. Why aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I like to be plugged in. I need to know. I knew immediately when Trump fucking announced that he had Corona. Shouts to shouts to Shams who who got that information. But I knew immediately. And did it make my life any better? No. But was it still funny to be there? Absolutely. Yes, it was. I can't imagine. You should leave that in, especially like if something goes wrong oh yeah that's that's awful antonio and antonio's probably feeling real broken up about his president tonight uh brandon jones yeah daddy how do you feel about jamie fox coming back as electro in the next spider-man i saw that and listen if there was one weak part of the andrew garfield spider-man movies i actually thought it was jamie fox um, I just, I didn't think that he was a very good super villain. There's just a certain substance to being a villain. And I thought that Jamie Foxx kind of missed the mark. Uh, and for him to get a second chance is also kind of weird, right? Yeah. Out of anybody. I mean, how many times ever has, Oh, I see what you're saying. Has someone reprised a role in like a different continuity? Yeah. 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 We, we haven't really had that many opportunities to do that but um yeah you're right well who would you have had alfred molina Yo. i mean if we're do if we have to have electro right um bring back alex's dad <laughs> i mean if we're gonna bring back anybody from any of the spider-man movies you bring back william defoe right yeah it's got to be willem he's his green goblin is iconic right Absolutely. i mean i guess you could bring back james franco and just have him like just murder no. No, James Franco. I okay. So settle a thing that my cousin, a Twitter poll from my cousin that I answered correctly, and that Jennifer 
also answered correctly. What, was this? what you did? Wait, who who is who is the more attractive Franco brother? Is it Dave or is it James? Oh, it's definitely Dave. Dave. Amanda. It's James. It's James when James is healthy. James is and by healthy. healthy you mean not creeping on women or I was gonna say when he's allowed to creep on women because that's when he was in his prime right when he was doing that right 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 when everyone so... was like oh yeah 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 no it's fine it's fine because now that he's not allowed to do that he looks really tired and worn and, and drug addled right so... right it was it was providing him sustenance he <laughs> spilling was... out his cheekbones a little <laughs> he was stealing the life force from those women that's terrible um, how is it that... not Dave I'm sorry. It's... It is Dave. Dave is the correct answer. Dave is good looking in that he's symmetrical and well groomed. <laughs> that's that's uh, I get I get what you're wait I get what you're saying though is is the idea that James has James has something that is um, that you can't just just do to yourself like he's got some sort of innate yeah um, animal fucking whatever attraction appeal. I don't know. I don't know. Pretty, pretty people think other people are pretty. So if I was to ask like a celebrity, like, I don't know, let, let's say like if you were to ask Alison Brie, who do you think is better looking? I would go with her opinion. Well, you mean the one that's married? To wait, she's married to one of them. <laughs> I think that's what he's saying is that she had the option to choose between marrying James Franco and marrying Dave. Did she, she have the option? She just had to pick up the They were both presented to her and she chose. Look, that's the story I read on Reddit. Okay. Alison Brie's not even that pretty. Yo, what? Oh. Okay, we can't. <laughs> you pump the brakes. She's pretty. Pump, she's pump pretty the in community, there. and she's horrible looking in a glow. That's, That's because fair. it's the '80s, and everyone looks shitty in the Her '80s. Her hair yeah. looks like my nanny's hair when I was a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> Allison Brie, season three of Community. That's what's up? No, her final season when she was allowed to like straighten her hair. And like not part it on the side like a twelve year old. God damn! If you weren't gonna finish that sentence, I'd be like, I kind of like the hair part. I gotta check where my part is. <laughs> no, Jen, what she, Jen starts looking. She's she, like, I mean, like, mine's parted on the side too, but like she had it parted on the side and then clipped. Oh yeah, yeah that's all. School, Schoolgirl thing. Yeah, right. Because mm-hmm. that's what she was playing. Not I guess go, guys like that. I'm not gonna complain about it. Anything. She Annie. Annie is great. We try not to sexualize her. Um, Ryan, you know that you know that episode where they where Chevy Chase called them big boobs and little boobs. Ryan <laughs> couldn't figure out which one was which. I was like, obviously, Allison Brie is big boobs. <laughs> no, look, if you want to go live in a yurt, live in a yurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing our child knows her from, other than Community. She's like, it's the yurt girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yurt girl. <laughs> Antonio, how do you feel about Fast 9 getting pushed back? I thought it had already been pushed back. Antonio, how do you feel about Bond getting pushed back? <laughs> What's a Bond? Jennifer, how do you feel about not being able to see James Bond in November? I'm not happy about it. Hmm. Hmm. I was looking forward to that. I heard he takes his shirt off, too. Oh? Gotta wait a whole year. It's a damn shame. I know, right? Because Daniel Craig's going to teach us how to how to say goodbye one, one last time. 2021 is going to be fucking stacked. I'm excited. It'll be a shame when we can't go outside still. I know, right? 
hey, listen, the president got a fucking experimental drug. I'm hoping that that shit, surely that shit's going to be made available to everyone if it works, right? Like, this is America, right? This is America. Or would that be socialism? Hey, everybody. <laughs> what have uh, what you been watching this week? Amanda. Oh, me. Um, so we kind of got in the Halloween spirit and uh, we were kind of bummed that Beetlejuice wasn't picked. So we chose to watch Frankenweenie. It basically has all of Beetlejuice's cast in it. Um, and then I also watched this new horror documentary called The First Presidential Debate. I said this earlier pre-recording, but why would you do that to yourself? It was a fun time. <laughs> I, I uttered this phrase earlier in the day. Um, I'm sure fun has uh, has very different meanings to people. It was it was stressful for the first hour, <laughs> but it was it was fun to watch things roll commentary rolled in live. In my neighborhood, they uh, had a uh, someone put up a. Uh, projector outside and invited the neighbors over to watch oh boy and i was like oh man i wish i could have been there for that sounds like a good time it wouldn't have gone over well in this neighborhood (laughs) i don't know if it would have gone over well in brandon's neighborhood yeah i mean there was no there were no mean comments on twitter afterwards they uh they apparently played a drinking game together and uh, it seems like everybody got along Presidential debate and alcohol. That's an interesting. Yeah, the drinking nah. games that were going around were, I was like, man, you're going to be shit faced by minute two. <laughs> that would have been fun. This week. Uh, this week, I watched An American Murder. Uh, it was the Chris Watts documentary on Netflix. Uh, man, that was, that was, uh, it was real rough to watch because he seemed like he was just like a normal dad, but nope. He's a, He's a strangler dad. He's a bad dad. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I saw somebody post something about this on on Twitter, and they said it was very well done, but they would have a hard time recommending anybody watch it. Yeah, I think like the the lead up to his confession uh, was all fine and everything, but like once he confesses, uh, that was like really hard to watch. Hmm. Um, Jennifer, did you, did you watch anything this week? Um, a couple things. Uh, we watched that other Charlie Kaufman movie adaptation. Not at all what I was expecting, which I guess is to be expected. It was good, right? It was really good. Um, I liked it. Um, and then of course I watched Hocus Pocus. Yes. I will always watch Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. It still holds up. Always. That movie's fantastic. I am proud that you watched Adaptation. Did you like Chris Cooper? Which one was that? He was the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flower dude. The flower guy. I did. Great performance. He won an Oscar for it. (laughs) What'd I tell you, Amanda? What'd I tell you? I knew he was going to make fun of me. (laughs) You can't set me up for it. Every time. That's not fair. <laughs> like a fucking running like bit. I, I love it. Got fucking baited into that. Damn it. Nick, what'd you happen to check out this week? Uh, I watched It, 
chapter one, which I hadn't seen before. Um, it's a fine movie. I, you know, I haven't read the book. I know it tones some of the stuff down, but it's still a little weird to me the way that they, um, the way that they shoot like a, what is ostensibly a 12 year old girl. Mm-hmm. Not okay. One of the things that I generally have a problem with when, when, um, a movie is basically like entirely composed of child, child actors. And then I watched a movie that I will talk about later uh, called Happy Death Day. Oh. Oh, it's your birthday. You don't have to pick up the phone. Is that part of the first one or the second? That is the first one. And maybe part of the second one. I did not see Happy Death Day to you. Uh, I'm sorry, to you. Um, My child likes that movie. Yes. The first one or the second one? Both. I liked it. It's a good movie. Antonio, what about you, my guy? I watched a YouTube trailer oh that God. announced the release of season three of Cobra Kai <laughs> and announced the production of season four. Mm-hmm. And I watched a documentary uh, called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. And it's basically just like addresses his problems over the years. And how over the last three years he tried to get back, tried to get into the wrestling business, and how he did a bunch of stupid stuff, like getting a fluorescent light tube smashed over his head, and then getting stabbed with said glass in the neck, and nearly bled out and died in a match. That was cool. Jeez. Um, and then watch the movie that we're going to talk about this week. But uh, spoiler alert: there was no dong in that movie. And as we all know, we can't go a week without talking about Dong on this pod. So in the documentary, there's a scene where David Arquette's naked and they're giving him the spray tan and they wrap his uh, his Dong like in this blue, his like this blue plastic thing. And they're just like spray tanning like everything but his junk. And Brandon, I think I think you should watch this documentary just for that, just so you can comment. <laughs> David Arquette's dong. Well, how did his dong look? <laughs> you know, I don't have enough experience looking at dong, and, and you know, describe it. Especially, if it's covered in in blue plastic. So I, I, I'm going to defer to you. All right, I'll have to take a look at this this warlock. <laughs> Speaking of David Arquette, we watched Scream. You know that because you clicked on the title of this episode, and it said Scream. It's not really a secret. <laughs> I figured out. Surprise. <laughs> movies in i don't know why we delay that um i could i could give you a description of the movie scream but i think that i would prefer to to let the person who nominated this talk about how important this movie is to him ryan brandon nick and antonio i just want to say from the bottom of my fun table podcast heart thank you guys so much for your votes for this week because I finally won a fucking nomination. There's been some good ones I've nominated. Okay. Name two. Mm. Yes. Under Siege. That's one. <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank now? Because none of them are good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've just never seen any of the movies you nominated because they're all from the 80s. The Rock? They're not all. Uh, I, the Rock? <laughs> they're Pre-1995. The Girl Next Door. The Girl Next Door, 2004. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. Okay. I finally won a nomination for Halloween week. 
nominating Scream. So I appreciate you guys. That would that almost made the 1995 cut. <laughs> I actually went in with an idea as to why I wanted to, to to nominate Scream. Aside from just like the nostalgia factor, and I can remember vividly the first time I saw this movie and who I was with. As I got older and rewatched this movie, I noticed that there was just a bunch of references to previous horror movies that I didn't catch, and I caught something new every single time. It's a modern-day classic, and I just thought we can all agree that Scream is a good movie. Uh, you know, I, I voted for this movie partly because... I mean, listen, I voted for this movie because I wanted Ryan to get the win. Am I... You know, <laughs> come on. It's been so long. <laughs> been so long? It's never never happened. Um, it's been so long that we've been doing this without you getting a win. Um, Antonio, I have, uh, I have one question. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that you think of when you hear the movie title scream? Scary movie. Mm. Like it, like it's a scary movie or? No, I think of the comedy scary movie. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Can I, can I say why I voted for this movie? Yeah, absolutely. Because Ryan nominated it, and I thought it wouldn't win. <laughs> my dude, I just thanked you like five minutes ago. <laughs> and I also think of my Halloween costume for like three years in a row as a kid. See, so there's a connection. Hey, me too. Oh, nice. I think of my fifth grade Halloween costume. I couldn't tell you which grades. Because of Scary Movie. That's the year it came out. <laughs> Even though we're not talking about Scary Movie. Did you see Scary Movie and then ask to be... I saw Scary Movie and then watched Scream and then chose the mask that has the blood that drips down when you squeeze the heart. Oh, you got the cool one. That was too graphic for my parents. My my parents were just happy that I wasn't trying to dress like a whore at that age. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mouse. Duh. Were, were sexy Halloween costumes a thing in the late 90s, early 2000s? Think yes. They're a thing all the time. They've been yeah. a thing since. Boy, let me tell you. You know what? Let's ask Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, how long have they been a thing? Back in your day. Back in my day, when I was in seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade, everyone dressed like Cher Horowitz, and it was great. Yeah, did you pick up your cellular phone to you know call your friend about it? My mobile. Because then that would be suspicious. <laughs> Brandon, you also voted for this. Um, when when you saw that it was nominated, what was what was the first thing that you that you thought of? Uh, that we should do Rocky Horror Picture instead, but. Uh, <laughs> since we didn't, I voted for this one because they're filming Scream 5 and it was relevant. I mean, it's the only reason because I don't like scary movies. Oh, I didn't vote for it because it was Ryan's movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Out of spite? <laughs> no. Um, I, actually, I liked all the movies that were nominated. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure I don't think I ever actually watched this movie except for the very beginning. Because none of it looked familiar. I mean, it did because like you see actual scary movie make fun of these things. It was good. I thought it was better than it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing for me is that, um, you know, a couple of people have mentioned scary movie. Scary movie, the memory of scary movie sort of dwarfs the memory of Scream in my brain. Mm -hmm. And now that I think about it, scary movie, that's a, it's a bold thing to do to make a basically a spoof on a satire of all slasher movies. It's a, that's something to do, but it, I feel like it also gives away like basically the entire plot. And so when I was watching it, I was like, 
I feel like I know what happens here because I've seen it, but also I feel like I know because um, one of the Wayne's brothers literally puts his dick through the the Billy Loomis's character's ears, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're together. Well, the Wayne's brother is essentially Matthew Lillard's character. And I was like, <laughs> do I just remember the way that this goes because of Scary Movie? If you guys have seen Scary Movie, you kind of understand, I guess, what's going on in Scream since it is a it's a it's a spoof movie. So obviously it's going to have bits and pieces of Scream just spoofed. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. It's like it's like you can see like you can watch not another team movie and understand the plot of She's All That. Like it's the same thing. It's just every part in She's All That that you could possibly make fun of. Not another team movie does. Sure. So the interesting thing to me about the relationship between the two, right, is that scary movie, like you're saying, is basically a, a spoof on this movie and and uh, on on Scream and a bunch of other movies in the same way that Scream, you know, I you you touched on this when you were talking about why you picked it. But Scream is a great choice because really Scream is bringing together and referencing all these other it, it's the it's the perfect horror movie. Right, because it's just it's all horror movies. We haven't done a horror movie unless you count Tokyo Drift. Um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> when we're left to our own devices, we don't even nominate horror movies. Is that because y'all don't think that they're good? You don't want to watch them again? They're not rewatchable. I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no lie. After watching scary or scary movie Scream last night. I did wake up in the middle of the night because I felt something like coming into my room. <laughs> so I don't, I don't fuck with scary movies. What about you, though, Amanda? What about I do not um, because I used to live in the country. It's hard out there. We didn't even have a lit driveway. A house was far from the road, Mm-mm. surrounded by trees. Mm, no, I also just don't I don't like the the scream type scary movie. Like I can, I can, I can do with a psychological thriller type scary movie, but I can't do like the slasher, gory. They feel unnecessary and exaggerated. Jeffrey, I feel like you're apparently, and I, I know this um, because mm-hmm. you sometimes ask me to watch these movies. Um, but mm-hmm. you seem to be the only fan, real, real, yeah. real fan of horror movies. <laughs> I get, yeah, it, it, obviously not like the classic kind of horror like i mean horror's kind of actually really broad like this one was like also still funny and scary but like even growing up i liked scary movies i would hide behind my hands or like pillows and stuff but like i still wanted to watch it but i enjoy it and like i keep going back to movies like that like even with this movie i laughed at some parts but then like well nick you saw like they got me they got you real good (laughs) And their target audience. But you love to be got. <laughs> the Grudge or The Ring. Those are all super scary movies. But those were all like kind of supernatural in a way. What scared me about Scream, and I'm sure we'll get into this more later, that shit, for the most part, and I say that for the most part, could happen. And to me, that's the scariest type of horror movie. Couldn't happen to me. <laughs> I told Nick, I was like, I'm either dead instantly or like I'm surviving this. It's like, the I would have either had a heart attack. <laughs> no. Well, one, I would survive for a little while because I don't answer the phone. 
<laughs> I don't know why she kept answering the phone and then had a full on conversation. Like that makes no sense to me. You won't have to come in here and murder me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, how would this have gone if no one answered the phone? The 96 version of Jen would be like, I'm just going to let the answering machine get it. <laughs> but Nick, what about you? What's your feeling and thoughts on scary movies? You know, it's it's varied. Like Jen says, scary movie horror horror as a category is pretty broad, right? I'm not generally a fan because um, I have a hard time set. I, I have a hard time, I guess, getting invested in. And I mean, it's it's a movie. It's not happening to me, so I have a hard time getting scared. Oh, so you it. don't. You don't place yourself in the place of like the character? No, I don't. I don't get emotionally invested in movies or in life. So, um, Whoa. see, I would have thought that you do that. No, you say you don't like watch it because you can't put yourself in it. But like, I feel like also another reason I like it is like you kind of learn from them. Kind yeah. Of like what a certain character does in this movie. It's like he knows what's going to happen. Like you kind of learn how to survive. Say this did happen. Ah, well, I generally don't have a fear of um and and again, I think that this is something that I, you know, I haven't always been this way. I I have I was a very scared teenager. I grew up in the country. You know, it was very dark. Like I was the one who, before we went to sleep, was like going around and checking the doors and was like, "Is everything locked?" Like y'all, like because sometimes I'd get there and it wouldn't be locked, and I was like, "Are y'all?" fucking serious like this this is what they want like tonight's the night like they're gonna fucking come <laughs> like you don't understand they know um you know i have i have vivid memories of um you know two two very scary incidents you know i watched part of the blair witch project when i was like nine or whenever that movie came out and that really fucked me up i watched part of a x files episode that really fucked me up as a kid so you know i was I was scared. I just now I just have a hard time. And and the other you thing have too. forgotten the third time, the night of La Chusa. Oh my I God. was wondering if oh. that was going to come up. I don't. I don't have that story. Brandon, would you like to tell that? Story? No, you. Were, I mean, you were there. Was I a part of this story? No. This was. It was me, Derek, and no, I'm not doing this because I can't remember if Antonio was there or not. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. Okay, I'm sorry. Just, I know for sure Ruben was there. We just want to put you we, in all of our stories. But, but we don't know if we ever have two brown people with us or not. <laughs> we don't. We generally don't, though. We try to We try to just keep it to one of y'all. Because I remember dropping him off and the owl still being there. So, I mean, I guess for right for people who don't know, uh, and, and Antonio probably could explain it better than we could, the legend. No, was. actually, I couldn't because I've never heard of this story before. <laughs> I met you guys. I know La Llorona, and that's it. The Lechusa is this uh, Mexican folklore about a an old woman who can also turn into an owl, and I guess the uh, the the owl follows bad children, bad people, and uh, we we were followed one night by a giant bird <laughs> from way out in the middle of the country where Nick Nick's dad lived to. Mm-hmm. Ruben's house to me and Derek's house. It was uh, it was quite the experience, and we swear it happened. <laughs> I mean, I saw it where I lived. That shit was that shit was wild. 
it was uh i then i just went into my house and locked the doors and everything was fine so because the owl the supposable thumbs could just that's right that's right um but the other thing too is that you know this is and and part of the reason you know this i guess ties into the fact there uh how this movie got to got such praise and and is so good in in comparison to or i guess where it sits in in popular culture is because the the horror genre was sort of is is and was flooded with a whole bunch of like trash oh yeah right it was all it was all sequels of sequels and sequels and sequels and sequels right they're they're they can be entertaining you know I, i the movie that i referenced earlier was entertaining this movie is is certainly entertaining but i'm not like I'm not generally looking out for a horror movie unless there's something else that can really, you know, speak to me. And in, in, in the way that you were talking about how this is not just a horror movie, this is a couple of mm-hmm. other things that you like, genres, it exists in some genres that you like. Um, there are there were definitely things that, that appealed to me. Anybody else, Jennifer, I know that you had mentioned we this movie ended and you were like, that was a great choice. I don't want to take your own words from you, but I believe you said that was a great choice because it basically like referenced a whole bunch of other and tied in a bunch of other. Yeah. Like you got more than just like, I still think all the movies that were nominated were great, but this one was like, it kind of sums up a scary movie, kind of like scary movie that made fun of a lot of the scary movies that this movie like gave like little nods to, which I didn't reckon. I didn't realize like right away. I think the first time I noticed was when like the janitors dressed as like Freddy Krueger. Just like casually. Yeah. Shouts yeah. to Wes Craven. Oh, we're just going to sprinkle the shit in here. Okay, fine. Well, Brandon, I, I, I was going to ask you what, <laughs> what your favorite, um, because, because you did the, you did the legwork here. I mean, it, it sounds like you're a fan of this sort of approach to a movie, you know? Well, I just want to take a step back real quick because yes, I do hate horror movies. Um, and especially like, you know, these, like the religious toned ones or like the fucking supernatural ones. Like I can't, it's too much for me. Don't like them. Don't want to watch them. Uh, but this movie I actually really enjoyed. It wasn't scary. Um, didn't no cheap jump scares or, uh, building tension before jump scare with, uh, with music. Uh, it was, it was a good movie. Like you guys said, there's a bunch of references in there to, uh, other movies and, uh, I just really appreciated this movie uh, just for being a movie. Uh, and I think that that's, that's hard to do in this genre. Um, Brandon, those references, did you have any particular favorites? I know that Antonio probably caught the, uh, the as if ref- reference. Cause you know, we all know how much Antonio appreciated clueless. <laughs> Correctly. <laughs> Henry Winkler's uh, Fonzie jacket in the closet when he opens it up right before he gets killed. Um, So that's, uh, I mean, there's, it's just, it's such a good movie. um, And and you can tell that Wes Craven really put a lot of thought into this where I feel like you can do a horror movie and, you know, this level of detail or this level of thought and care doesn't need to be put into it. You know, coming from Wes Craven, to, for him to not have a big ego to say, you know what? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's 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 make references to some of my movies in the past. Let's even throw my name in there. I'm fine with it. If it's going to make it for a good movie, let's do it. And I think they did a good job of not 
overdoing it. Prior to watching this movie for this particular episode, I never saw the callbacks as obvious as I did this time because I was looking for it. I think they did a good job in the writing and the directing of blending it to where it almost feels, and I say almost, it almost feels natural. Okay, so you you mentioned that before, and and I I guess I get that in the sense that, um, or as as an appealing thing, in the sense that uh, for you as a person who makes movie references all the time, the idea that the characters in a horror movie would make horror movie references is both referential, but more importantly, just like accurate. Like this sets it in a, in a place where like this could actually happen. Yeah. Because I think I take myself back to a time to, to that time when this movie came out and you have to understand, like not to quote somebody, but this was pre-internet. This was like at a time which cell phones were unusual for everyone to have like movies were a big thing like in the in the 90s 80s and 90s like going to the movies going to the mall that kind of shit that was like the norm that's what you did i think back to that time in the mid 90s where you did reference quite a few movies because that's what you did as a teenager like did you did you feel it was like in your opinion and or everyone's opinion did you feel that it was too self-aware Let's let's go. Well, let's go down the route of. Um, I yes, I mean because the conversation about it being too self aware is just me com- not complaining. But it's a it's but it's a valid criticism in a way. A- Antonio, if you were in uh in this situation, do you feel like you would have acted in similar ways to to the people here? If I was drunk, yeah. <laughs> were, was everyone's parents out of town that night? the whole damn fucking town's parents. It was a curfew and they were like, you know what? Let's go on vacation. The kids got this. I just immediately think like all the parents are like an eyes wide shut. Another movie reference. (laughs) Just fucking. I mean, the great thing about the movie is that everyone gets all the movie references that they make though, right? (laughs) Because they reference all these classic movies. Um, My favorite, my favorite, if we're, if we're going to stay down the, the referential part, my favorite part is, um, Jamie Kennedy explaining the rules of of how this is all going to go down. I know that when he says those rules, and I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more later, but like when he says those rules, like me, someone who's a, a movie nerd, watched other horror movies prior to that and was like, oh shit, those rules apply. And I think going forward in, mo- in other movies that became successful because of the success of this movie, you started to apply those rules to those movies as well. Once you heard the three rules, you looked at other horror movies and you were like, oh, that she's going to die. He's going to die. They fucked. Like, you know they're going to die. Brandon, you mentioned that this movie wasn't scary to you. I found it more interesting, I think, than scary. Okay. Jennifer, I know you were scared. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I enjoyed it. Like I dropped like as soon as I sat down, I forgot what happened. Like I had my food and I almost dropped that. And then at one point I had my gla- a, a glass of wine in my hand and I almost <laughs> spilled that and I was like, "All right, let me just stop holding things during this movie." But they weren't like terrifying. Like I wasn't hiding behind like my hands like that kind of scary. It's maybe not like suspenseful cuz like especially for me like I mean, well obviously eventually at the end, I didn't see very much of that coming. Which I enjoyed. Like, I didn't, I'm glad it wasn't like, I guess, obvious to me. But then again, I kept questioning myself because Nick was like, you know who it is though, right? Like, you saw this, right? Like, you know who the killer is. And I was like sitting there in my head and I'm like, 
it's this person. And I was like, wait, no. And he's like, but you know. And I was like, oh, shit. No, I don't know. I was like, yeah. stop talking to me and let me figure it out. <laughs> One of the things that I liked about this movie is is the the sort of red herrings that they throw at you. In, in, and they did it in a way that was um, still self-referential. Um, you know, there's the zoom in on the, the boots, the police officer's boots that seems very um, on purpose. It's just designed to throw you in a different direction. There's like the sounds that play when Henry Winkler is brandishing a pair of scissors at those students that it makes you think. And then he puts on a mask later and you're like, oh, shit, is is it is it the fawns? What I found that was super interesting because I, I reached out to a couple of people and I talked about Scream and I asked them what they thought about it and remember and two people that I asked were like, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was the Fonz. I thought it was Henry Winkler. And they were, they're a little bit older than me. I was like, well, what made you think that? And one of the answers that this person gave me, I thought was brilliant. And it turns out it was true. So, and I was going to save this for when we talk about this person, but Henry Winkler in this movie goes uncredited. What other movie was the killer uncredited a year before this? Seven? Yeah, that's it. Yes. Well, okay, so that's that's a good theory, but Henry Winkler said he wanted to go uncredited because he didn't want to take away from the young kids on this on this movie. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I'm not even old enough to have watched Happy Days when, <laughs> when Henry, they were Henry like relevant. Listen, I'm a star, baby. I don't want my name out there taken away from these these nobodies. The effect of the reveal is not as awesome, I guess, as you've seen it 20 times. But you do catch different things different times. Like this last time, I looked at Amanda. I was like, do you hear that song? And she was like, what song? And I was like, the, Don't Fear the Reaper is playing the first scene Skeets in. I never caught that. After fucking 25 years of this movie, I caught it last night. It's the little things like that that I think that you just, like, as me, as a film lover, appreciate is catching the little things that you just don't realize. And then all the other things you appreciate, like bangs, cellular telephones. One thing I don't appreciate, those high-waisted, ugly denim jeans that they wear in 96, that they wear in 2020. It's fucking horrible. We either need to go clueless or we need to go fast and the furious. I either want to see super short skirts or I want to see low-rise jeans. I wanted that to be heard. You what, Jen? <laughs> I was cracking my knuckles. I wanted it to be heard because that is a wrong opinion. Yeah, definitely wrong. First of all, they're super comfortable. They're flattering for everybody. Flattering. Are they? The girl and the cat. <laughs> if, Sorry, if, Nick. I wasn't trying to do an impression of you. If you're still hung up on low-rise <laughs> jeans, you watch too much porn because they still exist there. What? Where? <laughs> Where? What, video, what videos are you watching with that? That sounds, that sounds terrible. What videos? <laughs> Send me links. When the cheerleader and that other preppy girl are in the bathroom and they walk out, I'm sorry, that girl in the khaki in the khaki oh, pants, mm, that was not flattering. I'm sorry. Jen was, Jen was like, who are those people supposed to be? And I said, well, one of the cheerleaders. Like and the other one's a mom? That's what they look like. <laughs> they just, they make like the backside look really long. In like they're having a long ass day. Like a long, flat ass. <laughs> 
Absolutely. You know what? Shouts to American Eagle. Thank you for having the impact you did on my life as a high schooler. You wouldn't wear American Eagle. Thank you for saving the 2000s. I can see it. I can see it. You're not wearing American Eagle right now, are no. you? No. God. Okay. I graduated to Hollister. What are you talking about? Ew. That's the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the Fitch. Um, I couldn't afford Fitch back in those days. It was a luxury fucking brand. Um, Antonio, is this you calling high school kids the best and worst and best? Do you have some issues with 90s high school kids, especially as it pertains to them in this movie? I think it's just high school kids in general. Okay. I can't remember what prompted me to say they're the best. And then the girls were really mean. They are. So that's why I said they're the worst. And then I know I said high school kids are the worst when uh, they ran around with the ghost mask after everything ha- had happened. I was like, high school kids are the worst. That was truly wild. Little assholes. Because they got so excited when like Henry Winkler dies. And they were like, oh my God, let's go see. Oh, because he was hung up on the goalpost or whatever. Yeah, they were thrilled. I was like, were they? No, I think that's just high school kids being shitty. They're the worst. That's pretty bad. Jamie Kennedy didn't seem that broken up about it. He just sat there and watched his horror. Well, he was so like, concerned. He was like, what the hell? And then he proceeded to just lay on the couch and finish watching the movie. Look behind you. Oh, I love that part. I love when people use their real names in movies. Jamie, look behind you. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. Um... Oh, got it. Because his name's Jamie. Uh, I thought Jen meant when oh, wow, someone wow. in the movie uses the real name of the actress. Oh. That's what I thought. Not hit. Wow. Yeah, he's saying Jamie, like Jamie Lee Curtis, but his yeah, name yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he is the one who needed to look behind him. Yeah. yeah. I saw this when I was 11, okay? So I still view it like I'm an 11 year old, okay? <laughs> You saw it at 35, like two days ago. 18 times in between then. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think Nev Campbell is still not aged. I, she looks the same to me. I haven't seen her recently, but... Uh... Julia Salinger aged like fine wine. Ryan, you know damn well no one in here has seen an episode of fucking Party of Five. Are you serious? You know damn well. <laughs> What's the Party of Five? Nev Campbell in this movie, um, you know, strong female characters. That's that's what I personally am here for. Amen. You know Amen to that. <laughs> Jennifer, what did you think about Nev Campbell? I thought she was fine. She looked. I mean, again, with like nineties movies, like everyone looks. Well, you said she was only like twenty three when this was filmed. I was like, no one looks like they're in high school. But you could still say that about movies today. But I thought she was good. She just, I don't understand, like, I mean, she's, obviously, she survived, but there's so many times I was just like, girl, what are you doing? Why would you, like, like, when she's on the phone and she's like, is that you? Like, which it was. What's his name? Randy. <laughs> um, yeah. And she proceeds to, like, kind of, like, toy with them on the phone and, like, steps outside, like, is testing them. Like, you're, f- someone just got brutally murdered. Like, I wouldn't be joking. Right now, like, don't step foot outside. But she's strong. Lock your window. Like, I don't. Speaking of strong female characters, Courtney Cox in this movie, a real bitch. <laughs> she when she got punched in the face, though, that was kind of funny. <laughs> yes, yeah, she handled herself well through this movie. It was cool. I don't think I've actually seen anything else she's done. 
Have you seen House of Cards? No, she hasn't seen House of Cards. Oh. The, like then, season one. Have you seen Skyscraper? Hmm. No. Scream 2? Scream 3? You know, I don't think Scream I've even four. seen a single sequel of this <laughs> series. She can be somewhat forgettable. But I think that adds to the charm of her role in this film because of the fact that she doesn't stand out like a Drew Barrymore. You know, Drew Barrymore is on on screen. And to even a certain extent, like you look at Rose McGowan and you're like, you're different. You look a certain way. Nev Campbell has like that kind of every girl look. I know where I know her from. Her voice, at least. The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. She's the voice of Kiara. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen that movie. It's so good. Brayden, what did you think of Nev Campbell? I mean, I thought that she was fine. I guess what this is probably this is her breakout role, right? Unless I'm, yeah, I missed something. Uh, but there, she obviously wasn't the first choice for the role of Sydney, right? Um, but ultimately, Drew Barrymore signs on to be Sydney uh, before ultimately deciding. That she so there's a uh, there's there's a there's a couple of stories out there. She had a scheduling conflict, or she made the decision, uh, not quite clear. Uh, but ultimately, she ends up being Casey Becker instead of uh, Sydney. I would have liked to have seen this movie. I think with Drew Barrymore, who was definitely the bigger star at this point, and they wanted to subvert expectations that the girl heavily featured in the movie, the main character can die first. Whereas you usually see in these movies, like the girl, like the main character is usually the last one standing. And to have her die in the first 15 minutes was like earth shattering. It was like, Oh my God, people hadn't even seen that yet. An executive decision. At the end of the day, like she very clearly doesn't make the best choices. Doesn't, uh, when do women I mean, like, ever? Let's. I mean, you talk about someone who doesn't know her friends at all, and I, I think I I wrote this down towards the end. But this is a perfect like right now. We could we could do this real quick. Like, how do you not know that your friends are killers? Like, I, if either if anybody in this podcast was capable of killing somebody, I feel like I would know, and. The fact that she, like, they're both, like, towards the end of the movie, they're both like, oh, no, like, he's, he's, it's him, it's him, it's, and she, she's like, fuck both of you guys and just close the door on both of them, like, she, just talk about, like, not knowing your friends at all. Well, I, yeah, I told Nick in that one part, because, like, she has the gun, like, she very clearly could have just, like, either, like, shoot to wound, I guess, if you want to, if you're going to point it at both of them, but also, if you believe any one of them is the killer... Why are you leaving them alive outside? Also, you know Jamie isn't because you were in the van when you could see like the person in the screen mask like sneaking up on him. That's very. Like, that's why I was like, I was so confused. I was like, why is she even questioning if he's that person when she clearly watched it on tape that he's not the person? Brandon, I, I, that is a hundred percent true. Brandon, I like your um, your approach to this because in the abstract. If two people, two of my friends confronted me and said one of the other one was a killer and I had a gun, I would definitely have in my mind one of the two that I would think would be more likely to be a killer. Like, I feel like in any pairing of any friends that I have, 
I think I have an idea of who would be more of a killer. Who are they? Oh, see, I was gonna, I was gonna like FMK your friends, but killers. No, I'm just saying, like, like if you if you provided me with two people, like any two of my friend group, and there's not that Antonio many. and Brandon. Antonio and Brandon. <laughs> Antonio is gonna be the killer. He's got a lot of hate in his heart. That is the correct answer. See, and in Antonio, out of the three of you, if I was to go Antonio and Nick, I'd be like Nick would do it. Oh yeah, but if I go Antonio Brandon, I'd be like Brandon would do it. Brandon would do it to prove a point. You don't know Brandon that well. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon doesn't prove point. Antonio, if it was Brandon and me, who would it be? Uh, you by default, but mostly because I feel like you would engineer something to do the killing for right. you. Thank you. That is what I do. I am be like some law abiding citizen shit. <laughs> right. Brandon, if it was me and Antonio, who would be the killer? It's very obviously going to be Antonio. <laughs> wow. I'm Mexican. All right, Nick, what? if it was Jen or Amanda, who would be the killer? Jen. It's always Jen. Jen. <laughs> if Jen didn't think, it's Jen. That's the right answer. I thought Brandon was going to say that I was. When he wrote that down, I was going to text him and be like, Brandon, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I got plans. I mean, it did cross my mind. <laughs> Rose McGowan, the best friend. Like, the best friend is usually cheerleader or an academic or something like that and i didn't see that with her or like the super popular girl she just seemed kind of like i don't know was she like the fashionista of like the school or something because her outfits while awesome with those red low-rise jeans and that weird silver t-shirt jersey i don't know what that was but oh yeah you wear that to school oh you couldn't wear that to school in the 90s that's a lie maybe in california where i grew up nobody would have worn that we watched Clueless, right? And we saw what they wore to school. So maybe California is different from Texas, you know. Maybe. Conservative state and all. Mm. Damn. <laughs> Damn you, California. <laughs> um No, she's not. I mean, they're all they're all really they all just sort of exist. They don't they don't fit into any sort of clubs or cliques or anything like that. They're all just um It was a good mix of all of she, them. Honestly, not that great of a friend. I mean, she kind of is, but like, she ultimately calls uh, you I mean, out. Uh, calls out Sydney and is just like, maybe your mom was a hoe. <laughs> I guess you said it in a nice way, but did you need to say it at all? Was that <laughs> the right time? She's clearly going through something. I mean, it hadn't even been a year yet. Like two days later, you could have said it. Also, like, who well, gets stuck in a fucking garage door? She doesn't have wide hips. I really thought she was going to be smart enough to survive. Boy, Nick. Yes. Have I got the story for you. Oh, boy. She actually didn't get stuck in the garage door when filming this. She kept falling out. (laughs) Um, I love you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So she she actually was too thin and, and kept falling out of the doggy door. So they had to ultimately nail the uh, top of her or the bottom of her shirt to the garage door so that she would stay in place while they were raising it up because, you know, it's the only way to keep her there. She don't want her coming back to life for the, for the second one. Wait, no spoilers. Does she come back in the second one? I haven't seen the second one. No, I, she, she's very dead. She's not Han. She's not Han. <laughs> we have a Han. Yeah. Who's the Han? In a way. I'll get to him later jumping around it's fine anyways 
Um, we have a uh, Toby Maguire award that we like to give out. And I think the spirit of the award is someone who is not good at acting. It's kind of, it was rough for me in this one. And I'm not going to say what I have here because I think that that's going too far in the opposite direction. So if you're not going to, if you're going to give it to the person who is, I guess, the weakest actor, I feel like you have to give it to, to Rose McGowan, right? Out of all the actors, you're saying she's the weakest actor. The main people. Have you not seen Jawbreaker? Is it that she's the worst actress or the worst actor? Or is that her character is kind of boring compared to the rest of them? I think I think it, both of those things can be true. I'm not saying she's not a bad actor. I'm just saying her her character was also very boring compared to the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, yeah, but OK, so the this is perfect because the other alternative thing and, and, you know, some of the, perhaps some of the line readings, you know, on the, on the page, they didn't look that interesting, but you know, someone like Matthew Lillard goes out there and reads lines like he's on five lines of fucking Coke, even when it doesn't call for it. And that is a choice. It's not a choice. It takes a man to do something like that. I heard shaggy when he was, well, that, and I was like, oh, God, Shaggy would never. But also, Shaggy wasn't this creepy. Was he, though? And I understand why they went the way that they did in Scary Movie. Not to spoil anything here. I'm sorry, Ryan. But um, there is uh, there are some uh, very clear, like, basically, it's it's Billy Loomis and and um, what is Stu are fucking. <laughs> and I understand why they decided to go with that direction in the spoof, because like you see uh, the passion in Matthew Lillard's eyes when he looks at Skeet Ulrich. And it's like, there's something else here. You're not just doing this because, you know, you I don't you, because you're a teen and peer pressure or whatever. You're doing this because like you have some strong feelings about your best friend. Not until right now, till you said it, it just jogged my memory. In 2011, Amanda and I saw Scream 4 together. Mm-hmm. Prior to Scream 4 coming out, I like revisited the Scream movies. A piece somewhere came out and was like, no one's ever talked about this. Are we at a place that we can talk about this now? Which was the idea of, and spoiler ahead of everything to anyone who hasn't seen this movie, Billy and Stu work together and they are the killers and... Billy has his motive and Stu's motive is kind of like, I really have no motive or it's peer pressure. But there was a theory out there saying that the motive was basically that there was a sexual relationship between the two and that that's why he did it. That's why he aided and helped, which I, I, when I read that, I was like, I never, ever thought that went back, watched the movie and I was like, totally could see it. Right. No, but that's what I mean. That's, that's like one of those things that probably wasn't in the script, but Matthew Lillard as an actor was like, you know what? I'm going to play this as as like an amped up dude who's maybe in love with his friend. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just we'll just have that little subtext there. Why not? And honestly, I know it's over the top. I think he gives the best performance. It was memorable, it was charming, it was witty, and I wish I could say that there was this backstory that this really happened and I just in my mind I want to tell myself that this is real and I I know it's not, 
But when Billy reveals to Sydney the reason why he's doing what he's doing, if you notice, the camera cuts to Matthew Alert's face. You see his eyes go back and forth between the two. It's almost as if they left that page out of his script and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? There's a genuine surprise that he gives. I'm sorry, but 11-year-old Ryan was just enamored with Matthew Lillard's performance. Now that's acting. Why didn't you get an Oscar? Um, 11-year-old Ryan. Robbed. (laughs) Still a fan of the Oscars. The concept of an MVP is interesting, but um, actually, you know what? Let's just do David Arquette first. I thought David Arquette did this shit. Like, I thought he was going to, I thought this was just like, the first time that I watched this, I was like, yo, he's stupid, but he's not like that stupid, right? Like, I know we call him doofus, but uh, he really probably did this shit, right? It's, I can't remember if there were any like visual clues that he could have done it, you know, red herrings that he could have done it, but I was just like, you know, I know who David Arquette is, and I think he wants to fuck Nev Campbell, so I think he probably is just murdering people that are getting in his way, right? It made sense. I mean, yeah, right? Who wouldn't murder a couple of people to fuck Nev Campbell? I've tried thousands I think he gives a charming performance. I really do. I think he plays it just enough to where he's not... Yeah, I mean, he definitely doesn't seem um, good at his job. Nope. But I think the red herring they give you is when they're at they're at Tatum's Tatum and Dewey's house and the phone rings and it's him. Yes. And he I doesn't come to the thing. door right away until he hangs up and then he gets off to add to that scene in order to question is you never hear him talk like this. But the way he answers the phone or the way he checks the phone, he's like, hello. Like he says it in a very weird, seductive mm. kind of way mm. to where you're like, wait a minute, that's not stammering i thought it was just like a funny little thing to add in like he wasn't there right away like i mean who runs to the door right away like no one was saying what was going on like the mom or whatever was just like knocking on the door i mean looking back it's obvious that he was just you know slow and i mean slow in in reaction time and you know um a little foolish i guess but the idea is that you can you can you can make something look like anyone could have been the killer. Like you're saying, Jen, you know, I mean, could have been five different people over the course of the movie. Right. Which is not necessarily always easy to do in a compelling and and um, a reasonable way. Antonio, you you just watched this documentary about David Arquette. Did they did they talk about this movie or what? Courtney Cox talked about how this movie was probably the worst thing that could have happened in his career, because I guess he was on an upward traje- trajectory. Uh, around the time this happened. And then he was kind of typecast as the idiot cop, for lack of a better term. Hmm. So they're saying his career kind of got stagnant after that. And then Ready to Rumble happened. And it was further downhill from there. <laughs> but the the biggest thing for for me with David Arquette that... And to me, he's the Tobey Maguire Award winner. But Yeah, uh, I like it. <laughs> I, my favorite thing about like people that play cops or soldiers in movies is just when they're going into an empty room and they, you know, do the, you know, clear next room clear. And the way he was fucking clearing that house was just not right. <laughs> what did, what did he do? What was off? I don't remember. He, he wasn't checking the corners. <laughs> you was, always like, check up. your corners. What movie is that? Watch your corners. For? Watch. watch the corners dark night dark night rises mm. oh i was thinking aliens but yeah oh 
We just watched. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Always check your Cornish. Um, again, he's just he's just not good. Maybe that's the thing is that he's just so good at playing a, a dumb cop. <laughs> I, I like the relationship between Rose McGowan and and him though, as like the younger sister just punking the older brother. Like that's me and my sister. Like watching that, I was reminded. I was like, God damn, that's my sister. Yeah. Relentless. And I'm like, what did mom tell you? And she's like, quit being a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> I'm at my job. That's my boss. <laughs> the janitor is your boss. It's See, such that a good was line. Funny. It's such a good line. <laughs> you know, it's weird though, and I didn't think about it till like right now, but in Ready to Rumble, their love interest in that movie. Remember that, Antonio? Uh, to be honest, I've seen Ready to Rumble once, and I don't remember a lot of it. Dude, I would think that's your movie. Oh, man's got taste. If we ever did like a bad movie week, we did that already. I'm just kidding. Oh, we that's did right. Tokyo the Wild Drift. Wild West episode. You got him. <laughs> Fun fact about David Arquette. Yeah. If we took the first four movies of Scream to the first four movies of Fast and the Furious, I would say that Scream has the edge because they didn't get good until, quote, a fanatic of the, of the franchise said this, until Paul Walker was gone, end quote. Well, using that what? logic, it doesn't good, get good until eight then. <laughs> but I believe Brandon you seem like you've done quite a bit of research so I will defer to you if I'm wrong please correct me I think when they tested this movie initially or originally David Arquette is supposed to die and he does die and people didn't want him to die they wanted him to live very much so like our boy Han in Tokyo Drift yes uh, we're definitely definitely read that also when testing this movie uh, Bob Weinstein uh, thought the original mask was stupid, and uh, they 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 were like, okay, like we understand that you think this. Uh, just wait until you see. So they show they showed him the opening scene, uh, Drew Barrymore's opening scene with the mask and the killer and everything, and he was like, okay, never mind. This is great. Talked about Drew Barrymore and how just uncharacteristic at that time it was for you to kill off your quote unquote, the person that you advertised was the star of this movie or was going to be like a co-lead in this movie. That- but also not only that big stars didn't do horror movies and for you to get Drew Barrymore, who wasn't like a mega star, but she's definitely a well-known name, definitely mm-hmm. lended some uh, legitimacy to this film. Drew Barrymore attempted suicide at 14. It's a troubled child. Yeah. She she led a wild life as a kid. I'm pretty sure she was a drug addict in her preteens. Yeah, I mean, I don't fuck with Drew Barrymore like that, but this franchise is not successful without the without Drew Barrymore's performance and just her name. That opening scene is one of the best opening scenes of the 90s in any genre, like in any film. Yeah, it's a pretty iconic opening scene super graphic super scary it's very much in real time this is weird but last night when we watched it i never paid much attention to the parents when the mom has the phone she's like i can hear her i can hear and that that oh like even right now i just got goosebumps just thinking about that like imagine imagine you as a parent feeling internally something is not right something is wrong and then hearing it knowing that it's happening but you have absolutely no idea why it's happening, what's going on. It's a very just eerie feeling that sets the tone for this film. 
as a counterpoint um yo he hung her up by her own guts real quick like that just mm-hmm. beggars belief like he was she was on the phone dying being dragged through the grass and then like five seconds later she was just hanging from that fucking tree like tied up by her intestines i mean like there's some things in this movie that are still it's still a horror movie where it's like oh sorry no i was just gonna say and going back to that other the opening scene you know wes craven you know used the popcorn as sort of a uh, a clock or a uh, a timer um that represented like the scene devolving into total chaos so she starts it and it's very mellow conversation as she's starting to pop the popcorn and then by the end of it when she's running around the house running away from him like the popcorn's on fire there's smoke in the house and that's what i really appreciated about the scene was like just like the whole thing is like there's some uh and not to get too pretentious i guess and but there are some cinematography choices that they make in this movie uh, that were really interesting or in that scene in particular, like using the popcorn as the clock or there's the scene where they're both running towards the camera uh, and it has the effect of making the killer look bigger than he actually like much bigger than he actually is. And uh, it's just it's a great scene. The the first scene, not that the rest of the movie is is awful, but that first scene really sets the tone for this movie. And it's really it's a standout scene. We didn't mention this, but that one of the downsides to me about scary movie is that like the costume is not scary to me anymore or at all, um, if it ever was. Um, but the the voice is still is still creepy. You know, they they try to do they make a, a bit of it in scary movie to you know make light of it, but the voice is is still scary. I mean, because the concept is universal, right? Like we've all had a phone call from someone that we didn't right. know. And the idea that they would then say, I don't know, that they want to fucking see what your insides look like is uh, not okay. (laughs) Especially when they do it like that, with that sort of voice. And and how they say it, like when he says, when he tells uh, Sydney, you hang up on me, I'll gut you just like your mother. You're like, what the fuck? And like, especially in like in that that line I just said, how they zoom into Nev Campbell's face and then they use like a shrieking kind of noise. It just adds like you have like three levels. You have the writing, you have the cinematography, and then you have the sound that all make that one particular like two second scene just iconic. Um, MVPs, anybody? I feel like this movie, this movie succeeds in part because of its cast. I mean, they're all young and they're all relatively good at their jobs. They're all playing these things pretty well. But ultimately, who went off to have like an amazing career? Drew did. <laughs> well, Drew was Drew was popular before this. Well, have you heard of a show called Riverdale? Because <laughs> Skeet Ulrich, I tell you what. Zaddy. I was excited. Actually, I didn't even notice at first and Nick was like, you recognize him, right? <laughs> I was like, "Give me a minute," and it I never comes. A minute. <laughs> it never comes. You just have to look it up. <laughs> no, she got there. She got there with a lot of hints, and it was very God. fun. Jen, does that piss you off when Nick does that? I asked for it. Okay, it pisses off Amanda. I'm like, well, you know who that is, and she's like, "Yeah, um, no, it does." Jennifer, you told me that it yeah. pissed you off last night, and I was like, "But it's fun." 
you have just to see just to see the look on your face when you finally get it. Like the thirty look minutes later, after he says like he goes, you know who that is, right? And when I say I don't know because I don't really care to know, he's like, we just talked about him like six months ago. <laughs> you know that one from that movie. I can't give you any other hints. Okay, like, that's all I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. <laughs> the Vegas clues. Oh, see, I just always go for like, just give me a letter. Yeah, just give me a letter. I don't. Yeah, well, Wait. because I don't know what you've seen these people in. I couldn't tell you Riverdale because that would have been too easy. But yeah, but of- I also I couldn't. Uh, well, when I figure out who he was, like it took forever for me to remember his name. Yes. Well, and that was fun. Little kind of hard of, to like, forget that name. Hangman Scrabble. I remember. <laughs> no, I remember being like, oh, like I know it's weird. I know it's unique. And like eventually I was like, it's like a sound. Would you say it's like an action yeah. and a sound? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of things. Oh, skeet. It is technically a word. Um, but I think like I would put him as like my MVP for this movie. I know he didn't like Riverdale. He eventually does. But I thought he did great. That's fair. And this looked creepy as hell without being like as goofy as Matthew Lillard. Yeah. But I love the energy that he brought to the to the table. Antonio, who you got? MVP. Neve Campbell, because I support strong female characters. I honest to God knew that you were going to say that. <laughs> it's good to have a brand. Brand, what about you? Boy, um, I mean, I guess the easy, the easiest thing would be to say Drew Barrymore, but uh, um, you know what? Let's go with creepy ass Matthew Lillard. Amen. So. I'm gonna go the cheap route and say Drew Barrymore. Okay, Ryan, are you are you sticking with Matthew Lillard? Absolutely, MVP of the movie. Loved his performance. Thought he was. I do love Matthew Lillard in this movie too, though. But he's not the MVP. We'll, we'll get to the quotes here in a second in the scenes, and I just I, I it's it's a Matthew Lillard love fest for me. My MVP is Jamie Kennedy. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, because he's me as a teenager. He's a fucking useless <laughs> nerd virgin who just doesn't <laughs> want to die. Also, shouts to well, it wasn't actually a blockbuster, I don't think, but the fact that he like had his job at the video store. Yeah, was it? They were like. Didn't they fire you? And he was like, twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, favorite scenes. I have one. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Ryan mentioned it or has it also. But it's the ending scene in the kitchen when they're like going mm-hmm. off and like they're like stabbing each other because they're like, you know, we're the ones who got like injured and but like survived or whatever, like mm. left to die. Except for me and Billy. We were left for dead. He's like sitting in the chair. He's like, I think I'm dying, man. Because he's like, actually is getting woozy. And then like she disappears. Get a little woozy. And then he's like on the phone, like after like Skeet Ulrich, like, or Billy, like leaves the phone on his shoulder. And he's just like, did you really call the cops? And like all sad. It's like, like he immediately breaks down kind of. Then he say something like, about his parents. Oh, okay. like, oh parents, yeah. going to be still. Because she was like, yes. And he was like, man, my parents are going to be so mad at me. (laughs) My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. I just liked that part. Yes. I didn't write down too many quotes because the whole movie was pretty good. 
It's a good sign. Anybody else? Quotes? Scenes? Quotes? Scenes? Well, I think I already mentioned favorite scene has to be the opening scene and and why. Um, Quotes? um, God, I mean, I guess it's got to be the nod to Clueless quote. Um, But you hated that movie. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. But it was still... It was still a great, still a great quote, and a great. <laughs> it was one of those things. I, I, I think I texted you guys instantly. It was like, oh, caught that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yep. get it. <laughs> Telling you, it makes you feel smart. That's what I know. I like the. Uh, I never thought I'd be so happy to be a virgin. Line. Yeah, shouts to my boy. Who, who among us can't relate? <laughs> it's a good line. Mm. Nick, what about yours? Um, I already I already talked about Jamie Kennedy breaking breaking all the rules down. You know, I thought that was an interesting thing to do. That's that's the sort of um, prototypical, or what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Example that exemplifies the entire sort of theme of the movie. Um, I liked, uh, you know, I'd, I've given David Arquette a little bit of shit here, but I liked when he the chemistry with him and Courtney Cox is palpable, and so when when he turns away from her and, and says the line after she says, you know, Oh gosh, I, you know, I do really well with the 18 to 24 demo. I, I just missed you. And then, and then he turns around as he's leaving and he's like, I'm 25, but I was 24 for a whole year. That's a good line. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then I forget who I, I think this is also Jamie Kennedy, but he says, um, when he says it's the millennium, Motives are incidental when they're talking about who could have done, who could have committed these crimes. Um, fucking perfect. Because yes, that's what you need out of this movie. And I know that we, you know, I've like, I've made some allusions to um, uh, Matthew Lillard's motivations, motives, and maybe they're not just, you know, incidental and, and, and non-existent and, and, the way that Billy Loomis talks when he's about to kill Nev Campbell and he's like, you know, maybe it's just, maybe it's the, the movies that are teaching me how to do these things. Or maybe it's because your mom's a whore and she fucked my dad. And that's why there's my parents are split up. And actually I do have a reason. Maybe it wasn't though. Right. Like maybe bad people just do bad things. Maybe he's just a sociopath, you know, fuck it. It's the millennium. I love the ethos. For okay, so for me, the last twenty minutes of the movie I could watch on repeat. To me, it's just so good. The reveal, everything, just awesome. As far as lines go, there are a bunch. Like, and majority of them are in the last scene. Like when when Nev Campbell just realizes that, oh my god, they're they're the killer. He's like, watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> It was fun. Like that's such a good Matthew Lillard like line. And I would say one of like the most iconic ones is when she backs up into Stu and he's like, surprise Sydney. Like it's, uh, it's still like, to me, it still gives me chills. Uh, And then this is an ad lib line. One of my favorite, I have a bunch of them. I have five. I'm going to go through them real quick. When Skeet or when Billy Loomis is like freaked out, can't find her. And he's like, we're going to gut you or whatever, whatever. And he throws the phone down and he goes, you fucking hit me with the phone, dick. Like that was ad libbed in my research. <laughs> found that. That is such a fucking clutch line to say. I I still laugh to this day at that one. And then you talked about the, the my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. 
and one that I caught last night that I had never paid attention to, which was it's all one great big movie. Only you can pick your genre. How is that not the most pretentious line in the movie? Because that one is being meta. Like that's there's a difference between the two. (laughs) I don't know what the difference is. I'll Google it later. When he says that line. And then she's like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, why can't I just be in a Meg Ryan movie or maybe a good porno? Like, come on. (laughs) What are we doing here? That was like when he says it's all one great big movie, only you can pick your genre. I was like, this is like every shitty high school boyfriend meme rolled into like one line. But in the moment, (laughs) think about think about. Okay, I'm not trying to get too personal here, Nick, but think about the night or the day or the time when you made that jump into manhood and imagine if the girl had looked at you and said, Nick, I know you love movies, but remember, life is just one great big movie. Only you can pick your movie. You would have fucking just lost it. You would have been like, oh, my God, that's the most like, damn, I finally found someone as pretentious as I am. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't know, dog. It's going to be a no for me. (laughs) I did forget about speaking of pretentious, well, not pretentious, but when you are talking about like the whole like meta, like this movie realizes it's a movie or the characters realize, you know, it's when um, Tatum, when she's in the garage scene. And, like, she kind of does what, like, Nev Campbell's character does in the beginning where she's kind of, like, plain brave. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, no. Like, she, like, is facing him and she thinks it's a joke. And then <laughs> I just, I had to look it up because she was like, no, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. <laughs> like, literally just says that. That's a great line. She was probably one of my favorite characters also. Also, why was there eggs in the garage fridge? I understand beer being in a garage refrigerator, but eggs? I have no well, it was idea. A, probably the coldest place to to keep them. Because that Is garage that... was real cold. Stop it. Stop it. Good job, Brandon. <laughs> no. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick, what did I say immediately? We were I, literally we were I, having I... a conversation and then she was just like, nipples. <laughs> <laughs> middle of the conversation. <laughs> Cause she walked in and you were talking and I just looked over and I was just like nipples. <laughs> um, who wants to be brave? Who wants to be Nev Campbell? Who wants to go first? Well, like I said, I would survive this movie. Nev Campbell yeah. didn't go right. first. Shh. <laughs> oh, is that how we can give our order is in the people who would die first. Oh, so that means right, Jen well, has I'll to go, go last. Just like in Cloverfield. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. Oh, you want me? Okay. I'm going to give it a four. Hey. Which, I mean, it's it's not rare for me to give out fours or threes, I guess, but. Uh, you be giving these shits out all the time. Since I am a fan of this genre. Good, not like Halloween candy. Well, not in this, not in 2020. In this economy? No, God, let I, her speak. I'm done. It's a four. I even interrupted her to tell you guys to let her speak. Antonio, your rating? Uh, I need someone to talk me into the rating. 
So someone else go. Well, I tried. Just know that I tried. Oh, fin- finish. Maybe you can finish. Yeah. Up. Give me one. Give me one good reason as to why this movie is a four for you. The cast, the directing, the writing, the hue. That's it's all good. It's special. It's not overdone. It's not. I don't know. That's all I got. I lost my momentum. I don't know who it looks like I'm staring at, but I'm staring at Nick's image. So if it looks like I'm glaring at any of y'all, I'm not. Nick, I'm interested to know what your rating is for this. Uh, Nicholas, I'm also interested to know what your rating is. (laughs) It's a four. That's all I'm... (laughs) Did you mute yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it's a four for you, Nick? It's a four. I'm going to give it a 2.5. We're still on decimals. For what fucking reason? I wouldn't rewatch it. (laughs) That's the problem. It's a, like, in all other aspects, it's a good movie. Writing's good. Storyline's good. I like the cast. It's just not my genre. So I'm not going to rewatch it. But this isn't just like a would recommend. I would definitely like unsolicited recommendation for this movie. So 2.5. I'm kind of in the same boat. It's between a two and a three for me. But I can't be a three because I don't do this type of movie. And I wouldn't go out of my way to rewatch it. And if I'm channel surfing, I'm probably not stopping on this movie. Certainly not. Yeah, I guess I'll go the two with the wouldn't rewatch, but would recommend. We'll do the Amanda special. <laughs> I'll have a I'll have an Amanda special. <laughs> mm. Brandon, what about you? Man, uh, you know I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. Uh, it's gonna be a three for me, and I would definitely buy it if I saw it out. At Walmart or somewhere. Mm-hmm. You you digging through that five dollar bin for it or? You know what? If it's if it's if I know that it's in there, I probably would. Do they release this movie on DVD? There's got to be like a box set at some point, right? Did they etch it into a stone tablet? Like, what are you getting at? It's not that. Old. Do I have the VHS? Yes. Do I have the DVD? Yes. That's what you're asking. My rating might surprise some people because I don't think I've talked nearly enough about this movie so give me a minute to explain because my time has been short on this podcast obviously i'm gonna take it back to a time to the wait before you go (laughs) (laughs) that was good if it's not obvious enough it's a four for me like it you have to appreciate what this movie did as far as reviving horrors Oh, like horse. <laughs> the, the genre of film known as the horror genre of film. Um, the horror genre? The genre, whatever. Okay. Horror. 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 I'm sorry. Ring bearer. Ring bearer. Ring bearer. No, it's no, a four bearer. for me. I genuinely think it's a good movie. Um, it has one of the best reveals ever. Uh, the idea of there being two killers like y'all don't understand like that was just like monumental at that time it was just like what the fuck oh my god because in all horror movies and all horror movies and in all mystery movies you're always trying to find out who the killer is 
And there are several times throughout this movie you just can't you can't pinpoint it. And the reason you can't is because, huh? Spoiler alert: there's two of them. It was brilliant. Okay, I, fuck fuck Mary Kill Billy Loomis, Matthew Lillard, and Jamie Kennedy. Stu. Stu, Billy, Randy. The correct answer is to kill Billy. Yes. And to fuck Stu. Yes. And to marry Randy. Yes. Jennifer, do you disagree with that? Uh, yeah, just like... Oh, you're gonna fuck Billy. I know you are. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. Really? So who would you kill, He's though? He's so too. I don't like that. What is that? What is that as a reaction to that? What? Uh, what? He only comes off like that because he was. Yeah. I can't say any of these words on this. <laughs> Ryan's gonna leave that shit. Either.